little comfortable. Get some coffee going. Howdy, everyone. If you're tuning in, please leave a question about skateboarding in the comments section. Uh, I believe you have to be a subscriber to leave a comment. So, But I do have some questions here from people from my Facebook page. We'll start at the top from people from my Facebook page. We'll start at the top. All right. Uh, Kenny Hansen writes, how many... All right. Uh, Kenny Hansen writes, how many broken bones have you had? Surprisingly, I haven't had that many broken bones. Uh, I, the ones I can think of is I broke my toe, and that stayed broken for for years. My toe would just keep re-breaking all the time. It was brutal, man. A broken toe is the worst. Um, but yeah, I've never had like one of those horrific, knock on wood, obviously, but I've never had like a hor horrific broken bone. I've seen a bunch of people break their arms and legs at Skater's Edge because uh, I worked there for a long time. And it's just a numbers game. Like, there's skateboarders, bikers, rollerbladers, scooters, unicycles, whatever. If you're rolling and messing with danger when you're rolling around, you're bound to break your legs. So I've seen a lot of broken bones, but I've never actually really broke that many bones. A lot of the injuries I've had were rolled ankles, both ankles. But I, it's crazy because I used to have tons of injuries. And then as I got older and I got better and more comfortable on my board the injuries were less and less you know i still have them once in a while but when i was younger and just hucking and learning tricks i was getting broke off all the time but uh injuries i've had i chipped my tooth uh i did break my toe like i said and that one was a plague that one sucked for a long time uh torn acl that sucked Never got that one fixed. Still have no ACL on my left knee. I tore that when I was 16 and I'm 40. So I just deal with like a lot of pain in the knee. But um, I can still rip and get down. So that's amazing. But at some point, I'm going to have to do the total knee replacement, you know. Um, but yeah, not that many broken bones. If you're in the comments section uh, on this live stream, let me know if you've ever broken a bone and what you broke and how it happened. Uh, I've had some staples in the back of my head. It just happens when you're skateboarding is dangerous, man. I mean, walking's dangerous. You do anything long enough. I've been skating for maybe 27, 28 years. So you stick with anything long enough, you're bound to have some bumps and bruises, you know? Just part of being alive. Nobody gets out free, my dude. All right, let's see. Thanks for that qu uh, question, Kenny. Um, but yeah, knock on wood. Next question is from Rob Goulart. Hopefully I pronounced that right. G-O-U-L-A-R-T. He writes, When did you realize you wanted to create skateboards and how long has All I Need Skateboards been in biz? Thanks for the question, Rob. You the man. Um, so I started All I Need in 2010, 2011 right there. And we started with just t-shirts. Made a small run of t-shirts, printed them up. Uh, we made a full-length team video to go with the... Well, we made the full-length team video first, and then we made t-shirts, and we had a premiere of the video. We rented out this gallery in New Bedford. I believe it was Gallery X is where we did our first video premiere. 
and we sold all the t-shirts there we sold out of our first run it was a small run but you know and all it went to all our friends and family so shout out you know but that's when the brand started the all i need brand started was just a skate video and t-shirts and then from there um a couple years passed and then my mom passed away and when she passed away she left me some money and I took that money and I brought I bought a heat press machine. Um, oh, quick, uh, to the people in the live stream, leave a comment. That way uh, I know you're out there. Let me know where you're from. And if you have any questions regarding skateboarding, all I need, myself, my career, um, leave it in the comments section. I know you have to be subscribed to comment, so make sure you subscribe to this as well. I want to make sure I uh, see the comments. So my mom passed away, she left me some money, and I took that money. And also let me sorry, sorry to derail the story. But also let me know if you can hear me in the comment section, leave a comment, let me know if you, you can hear me if I need to speak up more or what. So I took the money that my mom left me and I bought a heat press machine. That way I'm able to press the graphics onto the raw skateboards myself. So that's when we got into skateboards. I started figuring out where I could source blank skateboards from and uh, where I could source the heat transfers from and then figuring out how to press those graphics on with no wrinkles and to dial it in and nail it. And uh, yeah, we've been making skateboards ever since. And I not only press graphics on for all I need, but we also do World Industries and spare skateboards and a lot of local skate shops and small brands here in the Northeast. So yeah, but that, I guess we started making skateboards, I would say like four or five years into the brand probably. That's when we started like making all I need skateboards. And what was cool was since I got the heat press machine, I was able to, um, Turn my friends pro, you know, I had a heat press machine, I could be more precise with uh, what sells like if graphics certain graphics are selling, I didn't have to press them to the board until I knew it knew it was sold. So I didn't have to buy like, you know, 50 to 100 of one graphic. So I'm just stuck with all these graphics and decks that didn't sell. Uh, in the beginning, that was really crucial because I didn't know how many we were going to sell. But um, luckily, I got the machine. I could be super pre precise, buy the graphics, have the raw deck. When they sold, I could press that graphic on the board, get it out to the consumer. Uh, I was really stoked on that. Uh, yeah, hope that answers your question. Thanks for the comment, Robert. All right, so this name I might butcher. I'm not. I'm gonna try. McCall, M Y K H U L, Michael Cook. He writes, who is your favorite all-around pro skateboarder? I'm going to go with my staple answer on this one. Brandon Westgate is my favorite all-around street skater. He, everything. He just rips. Brandon's the GOAT, man. And he's from here. I've known him for since I was 10 years old. He's like my little brother. And uh, Westgate's just a legend, man. He just moved to Maine not, not that long ago, so I'm kind of lost without him. Especially in the winters, we always do these uh, edge sessions that are really, really fun. He still drives down, actually, all the time. Brandon drives down all the time. He drives from Maine. He drives, like, four hours down here and four hours back in one day just to skate the edge and film with me. Brandon's the GOAT, man. But he, So he's my favorite skater. 
And then someone I haven't really met would be Bob Burnquist. Bob Burnquist is the goat of all goats and definitely one of my favorite um, skaters. He's the man. Vert skating, street skating, you name it. Um, backyard, the dream backyard setup he has. Mega ramp stuff. Bob Burnquist is the goats of all goats for sure. All right, moving right along. Next question comes from Zach Bred Breederson. Hopefully, hopefully I pronounced that right. B R E D E R S O N. Oh, shout out to everyone in the stream. Leave a comment if you have one or a question. Hit the thumbs up. Make sure you're subscribed to the channel, and then you can leave a comment. And that comment is in a different language, so I don't think I can read that one. Uh, Zach's question is... Oh, he doesn't actually have a question. He said, no question we haven't discussed in person. Zach's the man. But, dope if you, but it'd be dope if you gave the projects on Snell Street in Attleboro a shout-out. It's a DIY spot. Check it out. Yeah, the park is super fun. Skateboarders built... There's like a prefab park that's there in Attleboro, and these skateboarders just keep building different stuff to it. They're just like renegade style, DIY, didn't ask the city that I know of. And they just keep adding on all the time, and it's super awesome. I love that park. It's like 15 minutes from my house, skate there all the time. Uh, actually, if it was dry today, I would be there. So I'm not going to be able to get there. But All right, John L. says, what, it, what is it about skateboarding that keeps you in love with it? Um... It's that it's a challenge, that's for sure. One thing is that skateboarding is fucking hard, so it's always a challenge. It's constantly something you can always work on. Um, the people that skateboard, I love like the whole community. You gotta be kind of brave to try to skateboard it, because it's not easy, and uh, in the beginning you're gonna fall down and feel foolish, you know? So it takes a certain type of person. And you got to be really creative and open to trying things. So, yeah, I love the people that skateboard a lot, man. And what's rad is, like, people who've been skateboarding for years, when they see someone new skateboarding, they're really supportive. I always try my hardest to be supportive of new people new at skating. Whenever I'm at a skate park or somewhere, I can tell it's someone new. I always try to say hi, like, make it a point to go, what's up, man? I see you. That's awesome you're shredding, you know? Uh, but, yeah. The thing that keeps me in love with skateboarding is just how hard it is, the challenge of it. It's an endless rabbit hole. You can constantly learn tricks, and it never ends. And then all the cool people that are in skateboarding, it's, it's, it's awesome, man. It's like uh, the endless fountain of youth that skateboarding is. And what's crazy is uh, all ages skateboard now. You know, Back in the day, it didn't seem like there was too many grandfathers skateboarding, but now there's a lot of grandfathers out there. Uh, shout out to you guys hitting the thumbs up too and sharing this video. So rad. Thanks for helping grow the All I Need Skate YouTube channel. Been doing this channel for 12 years, man. And um, it's like a labor of love. It's really fun. So when you guys support it, it means a lot to me. And shout out to everybody out there that has ever skated an All I Need skateboard. I've had my hands on it. I've pressed the graphic on it and... Uh, you guys help keep the brand moving forward. Again, the labor of love, you know? Um, but yeah, there's so many reasons I love skateboarding. 
it gets you traveling, gets you to move around. Like I, there's so many places I've been on this planet because of skateboarding. It motivated me to do something. I used to be super depressed and just an angry kid. I had a lot of like crazy family issues growing up. Uh, my my dad passed away when I was 12. He was shot uh, and passed away shortly after that. It was due to gang violence. He was in a motorcycle gang. And uh, my mom was uh, having a hard time with drugs, substance abuse for most of my life. And basically when I lost my father at 12, that's when I found skateboarding. And skateboarding pulled me out of depression and sadness and anger. It gave me a way to get the anger out because I was so angry about losing my dad and just like the chaos of life. And when I started skating, it just gave me something to fucking focus on, like solely focus on and work on and be creative. And it, it allowed me to meet so many people and it got me traveling and that saved my life. I just started going all over the place because we were trying to find street spots or new skate parks or videos and uh, photos and videos we'd see different skate parks and spots and like we gotta get there so we figure out how to travel you know so yeah traveling that's another reason why i love skateboarding um the people and the fact that it's hard and challenging all amazing things skateboarding's the best all right back to the questions Um, oh, before I go past that question, also, skateboarding helps you develop. That's kind of what I was describing. It helped me develop, and I watch it help young kids develop into strong adults because uh, they're trying something that's challenging and scary at times, so it helps develop them to be brave, strong, problem-solving adults. So it's another reason why I love skateboarding. There's endless reasons why I love skateboarding. Dawn said, and maybe begin this question with what inspired you to start skateboarding. My friend Dale, I met this kid Dale in New Hampshire, and he had a skateboard. And like I was saying, I was angry, depressed, pissed off, just looking for trouble. And I was, I just wanted to like, I was mad at the world and I just wanted to be self-destructive for a long time, you know? And, uh, well, it felt like a long time. It wasn't really that long of a time. And then I met Dale, and he just had a board, and he was the coolest, nicest person I had ever met. And he gave me an extra board. And his, like, spark for skateboarding really inspired me to keep with it and to start. He got me to sleep over his house that day and just gave me his extra board. And we, I just, I never turned back. I just stayed with it ever since. And... That's really what inspired me. And then after that, you know, it was just like learning new tricks. And I had these dreams of places I wanted to go and tricks I wanted to do. And I knew I had to put work in to make all that happen. So that just kept me going too. That kept the fire lit was just all the cool places that I could go and all the tricks that I saw that I'm like, I want to learn these. And video parts, filming video parts always inspires me too, watching people film video parts. Shout out to um, Don for that question. That was awesome. All right, moving right along. AJ Torres, he writes, there are a lot of former pro skateboarders that create high sk create skate brands. That being said, what makes them stand out? How do, you, how do they keep relevant? And why do some not work in some cases close shop early? 
And then he writes, thank you for being the realest and down-to-earth pro I've met. Cheers. AJ, thanks, G. I appreciate that. Thank you for the question and the compliment. It means a lot. Um, well, so I'll give you how it worked for me. I used to be a pro skateboarder. And then the recession hit happened. The recession happened. And I lost all my sponsors. And I love skateboarding to the core. And I didn't want to let it go. Whether I was pro or not. So that's why I decided to start a skate brand. Because I learned a lot from being a pro skateboarder. And watching the brands that sponsored me. And I was like, I think I could do this. Figure out how to build a team. Figure out how to get products made. And uh, I started the All I Need brand, and we kept going from there. And so that's why I started a brand. So I imagine that's why a lot of former pros start skate brands, because they can no longer be pro for one reason or another, and they just don't want to let the dream die. Because skateboarding is the funnest. If you skateboard, you know. Skateboarding is one of the funnest fucking things out there, hands down, you know. So it's really hard to let go of. Even if the world wants to tear it away from you and make you grow up and get a job that you hate and... There's so many lifers out there that do make time to skateboard, even if they don't have the time and they figure it out, you know, full families, full job. And they just, you know, skateboarding is so addictive in a good way and just consumes people that that's why they hang on to it. And if you're a pro, if you, you had what it takes to be pro, like you had to be fully in love with skateboarding and addicted to it. So it's in you. So, of course, when you're no longer pro, you start the brand, you know. Because you can keep that dream going of creating artwork and creating team videos and traveling and all that. So you start the brand and that funds the mission, you know? That's why I started the brand. Um, he writes, that being said, what makes them stand out? I think what makes you stand out is if you're authentically yourself. If you just do what you enjoy and love and you don't chase trends and um, you try to follow the beat of your own heart. That'll help you stand out. Doesn't mean it's going to blow your brand up and everyone's going to like it, but you're going to stand out from all the copycats out there. There's tons of people out there that just wait till something catches fire and then they just copy it, copy it, copy it, you know? And that's tempting to do with a brand or with your career is just copy other people that are successful. And maybe that's maybe that will get you some hype and success, you know? But if you want to stand out, I say we're each individuals and where you got our own uniqueness and quirk to it and um just be yourself you know and that'll that'll ooze out there and that'll inspire and people will be like that's not something authentic and one of a kind so that's what i try to do with all i need i try to do things i enjoy that are that i genuinely enjoy plus you got to work at building a brand or a skate career and it takes a lot of work and the way you are able to sustain that work ethic is through doing things you enjoy that, you know, because if you're just copying a bunch of other people and doing stuff that you have no heart invested in, you're not going to want to do the work. Like for me, I've been doing all I need for over 12 years. And the way I've able to put in endless, endless hours of work and effort to make it happen, because it's not always roses. Sometimes we're up, sometimes we're down. But what keeps me going is I follow the things I love and enjoy. And that makes me want to work at it, you know? Like, my team is everyone that's my friend and I love and care about. And so that makes me want to work hard. And all the ideas and stuff come from us. We work together and come up with our own ideas that we enjoy. So it's like, yeah, I'll work at that all day.
Um, why do some not work and some close shop early? I think the reason why some former pros start brands and then it doesn't work out is because they get into it thinking that it's just going to work easy peasy and that their ideas are going to just be the greatest ideas ever and it's just going to blow up and it's going to be like a free ride. You know, if you go into starting a brand and you think it's going to be a free ride, it's most certainly not going to be. You're going to have to work and figure things out and learn and grow. And there's lots of stuff I do with with the brand that I don't want to do. You know, because that's just part of business. And, you know, who wants to process all the payments? Who wants to tape up, uh, you know, hundreds of boxes? Who wants to lift up heavy skateboards all day? And who wants to deal with the mistakes when you make them, you know? And the customers, when the customer, you make a mistake and they reach back out and you got to fix the mistake and admit it and all this stuff. Like there's like a lot of stuff that comes with a brand that is just not fun at all that you got to do. But it's so rewarding, you know, because when you get those wins, the highs are so high. When something sells, like when we uh, put out the Crusher like Quint deck and it started selling like crazy, I was like, oh my God, we got a real brand, you know, this thing's winning right now. And that's like, that really all that hard work and frustration of starting the brand and figuring things out like it was worth it i was like oh i'm glad i didn't give up and just say fuck it because it was hard you know so yeah the highs and the wins carry you through the lows and also if you're gonna start a brand or a career or do anything don't don't aim at free and easy aim at like um you know, aim at something that's like challenges you and that you got to work at and invest in because that's going to be the most valuable stuff. You're going to feel so much reward. You're going to get so many rewards from that, you know. Free and easy comes and goes. It's mad easy, you know. Oh, we have some comments here. SmithFan425 says, as I'm getting older, I think how much harder it, harder it must be to have a skate co in today's market. Too convoluted. Yeah, man. Um... Yeah, the crazy thing about that, uh, Smith fans 425, is that the internet and the ability to uh, process, uh, produce products and stuff has become easier and easier. So that side of it has gotten a lot easier, but you're right, man. There's so many brands out there. So everything's broken up into little bubbles, you know? So, and it's like people can get product anywhere from anywhere. Like every different skate scene has their own brand you know startup brand or you know so it makes it harder to compete for sure but um but i don't know I, I believe that if you stick with it and you're there when all the dust settles and you you build something unique that you care about you're gonna rise to the top no matter how many different brands are because there's tons of people that start a brand and i'm telling you i've been in this for I mean, I've been skateboarding for almost 30 years, but my brand's been around for 12 to 13 years, and I've watched so many brands come and go, so many hyped brands that came out the gates crushing it, the hottest brand, because they had all the momentum in the beginning, but they didn't know how to keep it going and carry it forward, you know? Or they realized it was tons of work, and they ended up stopping, you know? Smith's fan 425 says, and big companies seem to have created a monopoly with a huge amount of market share. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the thing. Part of success, too, is you get better at it, better and better. So, like, brands, like, that have been around for 30 years, like, say, Santa Cruz or Deluxe, you know, those brands, 
they get that equity of like, you know, they've put in all that work for 30 years and they've helped make a bunch of skate shops uh, money, you know? So they're tried and true, you know? So they're going to get a lot of the business, you know? It's a challenge for sure, but it doesn't stop you. Like the thing is like, there's going to be challenges no matter what you do in life. And um, you can't let that stop you, man. And it's, it's, it's not going to hold you back. There's no like... I know the Monopoly thing, and there are things like that in this world, you know, and in skateboarding. But I really believe that if you put the effort in, and you care, and you keep going, you get just as good. And in 30 years, your brand's that 30-year brand that people are like, yeah, they've been around this long. They helped make all these shops money by producing sick products that they're able to sell and get out there. And uh, you rise to the top. The cream rises to the top, man. And it's not easy, man. I... I'm telling you, man, the amount of days and hours and things and it's not supposed to be easy. That's a crazy thing, you know, like, I don't know. I'm 40 years old, man. I'm from a different generation. I grew up at the bottom and worked my way up from there, you know, so I never expected it to be easy. At 12, that's when I lost my father and my mom was never really in the picture, you know, as far as being stable. So I've always been scrapping and grinding it out. So when it came to building a brand, I went into it knowing like, hey, this is going to be the fight of your life. One of the hardest things you do. And I was aiming super high. I, I want all I need to blow up, to be huge. That way we can live our dreams, you know, and do all these amazing things, you know. So I've always had uh, high aspirations and dreams. And I just keep going because I'm like, the joy is in the journey, you know. Let's see. He said, Smith's fan, 425. I'm still amazed that Darkstar and Etnies are in Walmart now. Yeah, it's crazy. That is a crazy one because Darkstar and Etnies were like core, core, you know, at one point. I think what happens too is that brands that are successful like that to some degree, they like, let's, let's take Etnies. Etnies started as a core skate brand, Soul Tech. And they probably sold shoes to all the core brands and they supported, they did, not probably, they did. And they made money and they built this foundation with the core. And and then, you know, if you're around so long, like Etnies, 30 plus year brand, you things come and go, you know, like trends and come and go. And people like you sometimes and sometimes they don't like you as a brand. So, and plus they they worked within the core and that, you know, the natural progression is they got to find ways where people will support the brand or the brand dies, you know? So there's definitely selling out too. So who knows how that goes, but as a brand, you gotta, it's a business. So you gotta make money. And, uh, if the core no longer, if it turns on you because for whatever reason, trends move around in skateboarding, like they do, you gotta go where the money is, you know? So, I don't really know. It is kind of the cool side of that is I bet the shoes are priced um, where people can afford them, I guess. That is a tricky one, though, for sure. But it is weird seeing like these core, once core brands in these like corporate box stores. That's insane, dude. Um, just to wrap up AJ's questions from before, I think a lot of brands fail because. Either they don't have the the person who started didn't have the vision or the drive or life. They got into it not realizing, you know, how much work it is. 
there's a million reasons why brands fail, you know? For me, I, I just put it on the name, all I need, you know? I was like, skateboarding is something that I need in my life forever. I don't ever, it saved my life. It helped me become who I am and develop who I am. So like, I'm never gonna stop, you know? So I was like, if I'm gonna work for anything, it's gonna be skateboarding. So that's why I called it all I need. And um, that's why we've made it this far, 12, 13 years deep in the game of building a brand and keeping it going, you know? And I love it. Everything I do is to sustain it and maintain it and keep it going, you know? Cause I want it to keep going. I, I'm, I'm always dreaming. I have so many ideas and I don't know, you know? I really love it. It's the best. Um, let's see. Are you going to buy world? Is it still on sale? Uh, right now I'm the brand manager for world industries and, uh, world has a corporate overlord, but luckily they hired me and I'm able to, um, support the core. And that's where my main focus is. Cause that's the people that love world is the skate shop owners and the skateboarders. And that's the roots of the brand. So that's my main objective as world is, support the core so that we can grow up the roots from there and get it back on top like it should be you know and we've been doing that for a while now i would love to buy world sometimes when i'm praying at night i just say please let me own world industries so we can go crazy with the brand because right now i have people i have to answer to as far as graphics and stuff like that but world is in the fold man all I need is kind of, it's a skate brand, but we've, we've got a distribution model, sort of like Deluxe now, where it's all I need skateboards, World Industries, and spare skateboards all in the same warehouse and uh, ship into core skate shops and distributions around the country. So, but yeah, that's a dream, man. World turned me pro. So like, imagine if I own the brand that turned me pro one day. <laughs> that would be crazy. I also, if anybody's out there knows what the fuck is going on with Z York, let me know, man, because that one breaks my heart. I look at their Instagram and they have like over a hundred thousand followers that like all the New York riders and of the past help build, you know, and they get like five comments on a post and the posts are so generic. It's like some weird fashion model with like a stupid ass comment. And I'm just like, I wish I owned Zoo York too. How do I get my hands on Zoo York so we can get a fucking sick skate team going, get some trips going? Imagine that. Imagine uh, all I need, spare skateboards, World Industries, and Zoo York skateboards, all in one distribution. You got to put it out there. That's why I'm putting it out there right now. I tried to reach out to Zoo York uh, through DMs and emails, just saying, hey, I used to ride for you guys. I'd love to help out or be involved in some way. So, you know, like, how do I, how do I get my hands on this? You know, <laughs> uh, Tim McKenney, shout out my G says, proud of you, kid. Thanks, homie. Really appreciate that, man. Your support's been, uh, amazing, man. Appreciate the kind words and the love. And I'm stoked that you're out there just skating and ripping and keeping the fire going. G you get it. Everything I'm talking about for sure. All right, Smith fan says, I saw their shoes in Ross this week, New York. The model was called the Rodney. Wow, that's so crazy. Rodney's after uh, Rodney from Shut. Yeah, that's crazy. Ross. I think some of the world shoes sells in Ross too in those box stores. I actually don't mind that. Because New York and uh, World Industries, like, 
if you can make like a good quality skate shoe that you can sell at a great price, like where kids can actually afford it. <laughs> and if the core shops aren't going to carry you and you're in Ross or like Payless, like and you're making money and you put that money back into skateboarding, it's kind of the win-win, man. So, but Ziorica, I, I don't know who fucking owns it and whoever owns it definitely doesn't skate because the comments alone give your brand away. They're so bad, man, on that Ziorica Instagram. But yeah, imagine that because I used to ride for Zoo too. So imagine if I, I had the brand I started, all I need, I had World Industries that turned me pro in Zoo York that I used to ride for. That would be insane. Life is so weird, you know? You never know what's going to happen. I believe that if you just keep working and dreaming and aiming at stuff and you keep the ball moving and the motion going and all that that life will uh, provide for you in strange crazy ways and if you can another thing that i believe is if you can stay optimistic enough and not jaded and not have hate in your heart and, and you can just keep your energy up and try to get better as a person like stay try to be healthier which i need to work on because i eat like shit sometimes um and cut out all the vices and try and just keep aiming up, dude. I know it's hard to do, and I know we want to give in to our emotions and depression and sadness, and I know the world gives us plenty of reasons to do that, you know? Like, there's endless reasons to be sad and broken, and that's by design, dude. But, I, but anyways, I believe that if you can harness your powers, meaning, like, your power to articulate yourself, to speak, to understand the words you use and use them in a way that serves you serves the good serves you and if you're able to use your ability to listen hear uh these are the gifts we have uh the vision sight to have vision and sight and you can use that to look at beautiful things and and to turn ugly things into beauty and if you can take the gifts that's been given to you and you can aim them and use them in a constructive way and aim it at the good i believe life will provi provide you know and it doesn't mean it's going to give you everything you want how you want it, but I don't know. You just, I don't know. My life, like, I started in this pit of depression when I was born and just tried to grow out of it and aim at things. And I've just always been working and working and figuring it out and struggling. And it's gotten easier along the way. And so many crazy, beautiful things have happened in my life. Not the way I wanted them to always, you know, but... But I think that's how it is. It's like you only have so much control. Some of life you got to go with the flow. And some of it you just got to aim. You got to you gotta manifest it through like bettering yourself and, and having a dream and a vision, you know. So it's a little preachy, but I'm kind of talking to myself right now. Just a reminder to like aim at the good and that I have gifts and I need to learn how to control them and use them to my advantage and for the good, you know. Because it's so easy to fall and slide into a pit of sadness and darkness and shittiness. And it's so easy to do that. That's the thing. It's easy to fall into hell. It's hard to climb up and out and upward, you know. Because it gets narrower. Because so many it's easy to slide down and do nothing and just wallow in hell, you know. It's harder to like construct something and build it upward and go upward. And that's your life, you know. Like construct your life. And uh, things I'm learning as I'm getting older. Shout out to AJ Torres for that question. Moving along. Oh, wait. Tim McKenney's got some here. What color did you guys go with for the baby's room? 
Right now, the baby's room is... I'm about to... First, I'm about to be a father in about three weeks. Under three weeks at this point. My first child, which is uh, insane and a blessing beyond belief, man. For real. Because of everything I was just saying, you know? Like, I know how wrong this shit can go. And by that, I mean life. I know all the ways it can go wrong and i've seen a lot of it you know and that haunts me at night sometimes it's like all the ways it can go wrong i have the the grooves in my emotions <laughs> but i also know it's going to be beautiful so like having a kid was intense and the idea the decision to go hey we're gonna bring a baby into this world you know was a one I did not take lightly. So I'm really feeling blessed and thankful that this is going down, you know? It's unbelievable. Again, thank thankful for that. Uh, the room's like, uh, right now it's just white and it's been decorated. It's like an off-white, I believe. We didn't go with any particular color, but we have tons of uh, awesome stuff, you know? All the cribs in there, all the clothes, like all the toys and chairs and swings and rocking chair. And we've got so much stuff for wilder baby wilder it's unbelievable the amount of people that have supported us like we've had three baby showers and endless gifts and it's like humbling incredibly humbling man we've had extras and doubles of stuff and we've been able to give it to um my nieces and my niece is pregnant and my lady's uh sister is pregnant so we were able to like give some of the extra stuff that the doubles that we got so yeah, it's just amazing how awesome people can be too, you know? So, but yeah, super, super excited for the opportunity to be a father. I know it's going to be like um, one of the best things in my life, you know, that I've ever taken on the role of being a father. So, yeah, Tim, thanks, man. You're going to make me all emotional about this. When I was younger, my dad, I, we asked him, me, my sister, and my brother asked my, my dad, uh, if you wanted to be called dad, daddy, father. And he said father because it sounds more respectful. <laughs> so I always call him father. I don't always call him father, but the majority, I'm like, yeah, it's my father. Just a weird fact. Um, Smith fan says, do you still talk to the Birdhouse crew? Congrats on the baby, by the way. Thanks, man. Um, Birdhouse crew. I still talk to Brian Sumner. Uh. It's been a little bit because life is crazy and we both got a lot going on, but uh, I still talk to Sumner and I should hit him up for the podcast again, which will be fun. Who else do I talk to? Once in a while, I'll, hit, I'll talk to John Goman through uh, social media. Who else? Steve Nestor's out there, but I haven't really connected with him in a long time. Haven't talked to Matt Ball in a long time. That Birdhouse team is awesome. Brandon Westgate, one of my best buddies. We're still very close and in touch. Uh, who else? Seamus Deegan was the team manager at Birdhouse, and I don't really talk to him too much. Once in a while, we'll, we'll connect online. Jeremy Klein, I never really talked to that much, but got to meet him and see him in that persona. That was cool, you know? Willie Santos, I do talk to Willie and run into him once in a while here and there. And Tony, I met him a few times and went on a couple trips with him. That was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I'm not really, I don't really keep in touch with Tony. He's a busy man, so he's Tony fucking Hawk, you know? Um, Sean Eaton, I should reach out to Sean, man. Sean Eaton was awesome. He was a cool dude on that Birdhouse team. Um, yeah, 
I keep into some, keep in touch with some, but not all, you know? All right, more questions here. Miklos Cantona. He says, why do most boards break so fast? Um, there was a time in my life where I felt that way, where I was street skating heavy and jumping down tons of big stuff and just destroying boards all the time. But now I don't really feel like boards break so fast. So I don't really know how to answer that. Hopefully your boards are breaking so fast because you're destroying, skating, destroying them to street skating and getting massive hammers. That would be cool. Um, Mark Esser Jr. writes, have you ever skated DC slash Baltimore? If so, favorite spots, locals, if not come through tons of spots. I skated Baltimore and DC back in the day. DC, I skated through the city on a go skate day. That was fucking crazy. There was just people everywhere, skateboarding everywhere. They just took over the whole downtown DC and we just skated everywhere and cops were chasing us around and stuff. And there was sessions on every corner. It was a trip, dude. That was one of the wildest times for sure. And I've been to Baltimore a bunch for Charm City Skate. Shout out to Jason Chapman. Awesome indoor park, Charm City Skate, um, skate Park. And I know I hit some hub out in Baltimore back in the day. It was in a Thrasher video. I had some tricks. Um, do you guys remember playing in traffic Thrasher video? I skated Baltimore in there. There's some definitely some tricks in there from Baltimore. Yo, Mark, thanks for that question, man. And uh, if I get the chance to go, I'm definitely going to go back to Charm City, hopefully this winter, and bring my Groms, my young flow team out there. Um, so I'll be back out that way for sure. And uh, shout out and thank you to everyone who's hit the thumbs up on this video and uh, leaves a comment or engages in some way and sh shares and hypes up the channel. It helps support the dream. So you guys are the shit. And I appreciate all your um, your efforts of just engaging, you know. It doesn't take much, but, you know, a lot of people don't hit the thumbs up or don't share the video or don't subscribe, you know, because... They're just watching and they can move on to the next, you know. But those of you that do support, it means a lot, G. For real. My friend, Jeff Oddly writes, what are you most looking forward to being a dad? What am I looking forward the most about being a father? I am really looking forward to meeting him. Because it's been nine months and I've just watched my lady grow him for this nine months. And I was nervous and now I'm way past nervous to excited. And I just really want to meet him. I'm curious to see like his temperament, what he's going to look like. Um, yeah. Um, playing. I'm looking forward to playing with him. Doing physical stuff like skateboarding and wrestling and throwing baseballs and footballs and basketballs and uh, I'm looking forward to communicating with him and figure out how to help him I'm just looking forward to, to the whole ride really I know it's gonna be the good and the bad you know but uh I'm just looking forward to the whole challenge of being a father and uh I'm really excited to meet baby wilder and about well, we got like three weeks left, so. But I'm really excited just to see what type of uh, soul comes out of me and my lady, basically, you know? And 
I'm looking forward to trying to help his ride be smoother than mine was. And let's see how high we can go and how far we can take this. This game of life. So I'm really looking forward to being a father. It's definitely going to be the most challenging, most rewarding role I ever play in my life, you know? So, Jeff, thank you for that question. And it was awesome to see you at the game of skate the other night. I haven't seen Jeff Oddly in a long time. He's the man. Okay, next question. Matt from Never Ever Skate Shop down in North Carolina. You are the man, and he writes, where do you see skateboarding evolving into in 15 years? That question's always a tricky one, you know? Let me think back to when I was growing up. So skateboarding, it was street skating, photos, videos, VHS, DVDs, and then it's evolved into way more people skateboarding. Um, videos have gone all to our phone, so now it's everywhere. There's so many different medias, media versions of skateboarding. Skateboarding's still pretty much the same, though, you know? It's friends, crews, skate videos, fun, all that stuff. I don't really know. I don't see it evolving too crazy. I feel like skateboarding is always going to be fun. It's always going to be about traveling, always about friends. The tricks are going to get crazier. That's where I see it evolving. Like, it's just getting tecker and crazier and more gnarly and all that. There's always going to be that extreme of skateboarding, too. Um, the media is going to change the way we perceive and consume skateboarding content, you know? So maybe in 15 years, it's, it's uh, the media, the way we consume skateboarding media will change a lot. But I think skateboarding is a pretty simple thing. It's a piece of wood, wheels the human life that puts the energy into moving that thing around for whatever reason it wants to, you know, like, so skateboarding itself is going to be pretty similar because it's already encompasses everything, you know, all lives skateboard, all different people skateboard, all different reasons and personalities skateboard. So that already exists. I think just the way we consume the media, the media skateboarding is going to change more and more. Maybe competition shit will go crazy. I don't really pay attention that much. I'm more focused on skate shops, skate teams, skate videos, my own skateboarding. Um, I'm not really big into competitions as far as like, the, unless we throw them, you know, it's fun to like, I love emceeing competitions and judging them and stuff is fun. I'm more on the local level, but I'm sure all these big corporations are going to come in and do stuff with it. I hope that um, more people can build sick skateboard scenes. That's All right, here's my prediction for the future of skateboarding and my vision and what I want to see happen. I want to see more skater-owned companies, brands, competitions. I want to see more skateboarders successful, and I think that's what's going to happen. More skateboarders are going to take on the responsibility of building and maintaining the skateboard industry and we're going to be able to build heritage and legacy. And we're going to be able to do it because we understand skateboarding the most. And we're able to do it the right way. And we're going to be able to give the next generation an easier ride into figuring out how to be a pro skateboarder and build a career. And we're going to be able to maintain the shops that support us. And we're going to be able to work together. And that's what's going to happen in the next 15 years is skateboarders are going to figure out how to own their industry 
and maintain it and make it easier for kids to get involved in for them and kids and people and just in general to live out the dreams they have of skateboarding we're going to have so many different cool avenues of ways for people to be involved and we're going to maintain them so whether it's a filmer a team manager whether it's a people working in the skateboard industries like there'll be more skater owned warehouses where there'll be private skate parks and um sh different jobs in there like brands will hire a bunch of skateboarders to ship out the products and do all the marketing and all that stuff there'll be more of that all over the globe and it'll be sick because we'll be able to connect and work together that's where i see it going in 15 years that's where i want to see it going All right, um, Tim McKenney writes, who's the kid who's killing it? Maybe, wait, he wrote, sorry, who's the kid killing it on the team? He's progressing so fast, hard flip kid. That is young Anders Potter. He is definitely killing it. Um, he's super cool, man. Good attitude, uh, brave, strong, hardworking, optimistic, loves skateboarding, not giving up, getting over to injuries. Anders is killing it, man. Um, he's the man, for sure. Anders has been killing it. Yeah, I'm trying to teach him how to film a video part, you know? And we're working on it. He's stacking some clips. We are building, we are doing a new full-length video. Well, it's going to be a collab video, I think. I think it's going to be World, All I Need, Spare, and we're going to have different sections for each brand. But there's going to be a full-length video, and we're doing video premieres. So, Chad Sinclair says, will you sponsor me? Ha, 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 ha to sponsor you um andrew sixberry where when did you meet timmy knuth are you coming out with another pro model for him anytime soon i met timmy through world industries because he was already riding for them and when um and i met him probably in california they probably flew him out and we met um and i just fell in love with timmy the moment i met him true skate rat just the man good sense of humor Timmy Knuth is the man, one of my best friends. I don't get to see him that often, but he's definitely, uh, you know, he rides for all I need now. When World ended up falling apart the first time, we uh, I just had had him join all I need and pro model back on. The show's back on, kid. You know, we don't stop. So, uh, yeah, and there'll be another pro model for him. I think the next two pro models for all I need are going to be for Billy Drown and for myself. And my friend Nick Barth is working on the art. Came up with a cool concept. So I'll be leaking that stuff soon. You'll see it sooner than sooner than later. Thank you, Andrew Sixberry, for that. Skate Park Legends says, what is your favorite skate park? I'm going to go with my uh, normal answer, which is The Edge Indoor Skate Park in Taunton, Mass. And it's because it's 30,000 square foot indoor skate park in New England. It's like three skate parks in one, maybe four. And people come from all over the states to visit it. So I always meet tons of people. And it's so many ramps. And it's really fun. And then let's see what other parks. There's so many new parks popping up. I can't even. Like the outdoor parks. The amount of outdoor six skate parks popping up. Dream come true. So just type in skate park in Massachusetts or anywhere in New England. And you're going to find a bunch of six skate parks. But yeah, definitely check out the Edge Indoor Skate Park. All right. Um, final question is going to go to Scott Listenfelt. And shout out to Scott because he always supports everything we do with All I Need. He always shares and thumbs up and comments and like 
it's cool, man. He doesn't have to do that, uh, but he does. He shows mad love. So, Scott, you are the man. I don't know if I've ever told you that, but um, it means a lot to me that you love and support all I need, and uh, thank you. And his question is, what does skateboarding mean to you? Oh, we got another question in the live stream. I'll get to after, too. So, Scott, let me answer yours first. What does skateboarding mean to me? It means friends, family, traveling, and doing what you believe in, doing what you, following your passion, following your heart. Skateboarding is all about following your heart. So I don't know if that makes sense, but it does to me. So I'm going with that. That's my, I'm locking it in. That's the final answer. All right, last question. Uh, Smith's fan 425. Yo, shout out to you for uh, being in the live stream and providing a bunch of sick comments. And same with Tim McKenney. You're the man, dude. Same goes to you, man. You've been supporting for a long time as far as engaging and always uh, throwing love out there. So you're G for that. Um, have you skated a lot 11 in Miami? I have not. I've seen the park and I haven't been there. But uh, if I get to Miami, I'm definitely going to check it out, man. Looks like a fun-ass park. You know? All right. I think that's it. That's it for today. Another live stream down. Uh, please subscribe to our channel. This YouTube channel uh, means a lot to me and other people. There's so many souls and lives that have contributed to this channel. We have 13 years worth of content, tons of street skating, skate events. Um, so please share one of our videos. Subscribe. Uh, it means a lot to us, and the all the support uh, helps us do cool stuff in skateboarding. That means more art on skateboards, more pro models, uh, more traveling. All of it goes back into skateboarding culture and life. So for real, when you support all I need, you support the real. So it means a lot, man. All right, guys. Hopefully you could hear me. Hopefully this stream worked out. Um, thanks again. Peace.